0: Warning, the following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. You are tuned in to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, hosted by Jay, Aaron and Big Tasty Ben
1: Jackson. It's the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. You know what that means. Hello, welcome to another episode of the AW Review of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. As always, I'm Jay, joined by Big Take Day, Ben Jackson, Aaron the Statman Suckliff. How are we, fellas? Good. You're yeah, Good.
0: Good. Good. I'm having a good week on Twitter, on <laughs> um, certain presidents of the United States of America, which is uh, yeah, quite nice. so you hear me? Not had it deleted yet then, though. No, no, it's great. I mean, I just it's a piece of piss. Man. I just didn't incite insurrection, and they didn't dig it up. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't,
2: I haven't lied about
1: anything yet, so it's fine. No, um, yeah, um, AW is pretty good show, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was right. it definitely
0: it definitely had more of a it definitely had more of a balanced set of matches this week than it did last week. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, there was ups and downs. It was the same,
2: it was the same as NXT, I think. It was just a solid show.
0: This was like, more like a, a sumptuous cake as where I mean, it was homogenous, supposed to like last week which was
1: like a piece of really
0: nice ice cream covered in like whipped cream.
1: Yeah. But- <laughs> yeah, that that that's a that's a good uh, a good analogy. Um <laughs> to not so <laughs> Yeah. So let's take a take a bite right out of it and go to uh, Eddie King's versus Pack. Um, this this was hard hitting this was very hard Yeah, uh,
0: my first note there was just they got straight up beating the Jesus of each other
2: Pac starts the match before his pyro even
0: kicks yeah. in before his pyro <laughs> kicks in he's already smacked anything in the mouth
1: <laughs> he's not fucking round is he um, um, I, lo- I love in the, uh, the video package they've shown before is where Pac just went who the fuck were you winking at <laughs> <laughs> that video. There was, was some. Re- there were two
0: really good video packages on tonight's on tonight um, on yeah. tonight's show. This was one of them, and the other one came on later. Uh, it was really good. I mean, instantly they did a really good job of of just bring like bringing that feud right the way back. And like, yeah, it was so good. Like they had the wink in that the, the Kingston wink, and it was a really good callback. It was it was fantastic.
1: It it goes to show like how much like foreshadowing they've actually done for this without was realizing when they can tie. Little things that Eddie Kingston's like just like sprinkled into stuff, like it to this view. It's,
0: yeah, it's crazy. I, I, I say this all the damn time, but this is why it's so good having a guy like Kingston on the show and on the roster because he just knows how to how to leave all these little hints and little little clues in his in his actions and his words and his promos, and then they can come back to just stuff to hang story on. That you can come back to later and like the writers must be looking at and going, "Oh, hang on, but back in like February, you, in, in October, you said this, so we'll bring that forward to here." And it's, oh,
1: it's just it's just fantastic. Like, like watching Chris for Nolan, oh, it's great. <laughs> I was gonna say. I imagine he's probably actually gone to the writers and said, "Well, this is what I've done," or more, more specifically, Tony Khan said, "Well, I've been doing this for months. Do you want to do something out of it?" Can we, um, well, if we're
0: talking about Eddie, can we very briefly just touch on his uh, appearance on um, Renee um show yeah. this week, where he he talked about his disastrous <laughs> WWE tryout match. Yeah, I the not a couple of years back.
1: yeah, where he didn't take it seriously. He was talking about. Uh, talking about how he doesn't believe in Santa but he does believe in Tupac and he was talking um, about people coming out with knives and guns and the having, yeah, like, like, I mean, I've not took that move but I've been stabbed before <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Kingston's the man I love him um,
0: need to say his trial was not successful
1: yeah thankfully because now we've got this match in front of us um, so yeah Pat kicks the fuck out of Kingston for a long period this match uh, yeah, Kingston's King- just like he's, he's selling hard for Pat here he's just getting yeah, shit for everybody he loves it um, that's the thing though no, he, he obviously knows he's like near, nearing the end of his career um, but he's still like happy to like like make a difference yeah um, and, he can, and he can sell well man this is like this is good baby face him. like yeah but at the same time you want to see him get his ass kicked because he's such an arsehole yeah it's great um, yeah so the uh, um family attack uh Pac behind the rest back on Kingston um has been distracted. Um Kingston T bone suplex on the floor she was nasty. Oh yeah, I mean Ali
0: goes like full super gun at this point. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was like
1: breaking <laughs> his eyes And Pack was like screaming like he like literally had fucking acid in his All that
0: Among Us has changed her. <laughs> yeah. Um, um she is a, a a different person after that murder. After killing my
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah uh, there was a really cool spot where Pat just like he I can't remember did he did he put Kingston against the ropes and just club his back and then just jammed him onto his head yeah something like that yeah that was uh... um, and the actual finish itself he hits a he hits the black arrow for the win as soon as the three counts he transitions it into the brutalizer and just refuses to break it yeah. Um, just, to, just to clarify, like, Eddie does get a
0: bit of offence in
1: in this match. Yeah, he gets, a,
0: he gets a back first and a few bits and bobs, a couple of corner spots. But for the most it looked, part, it is it is just back beating the piss of him.
1: It looked like Eddie Kingston had actually hurt his shoulder. But we don't. I mean, that it, could just be... It could, just it be could have just been really good selling? But he, he had like his arm hanging at one side at one point. It was like, oh God, it, I hope he's they all did, right.
0: They did mention that on commentary, though, which leads me to believe that it might have been part of the match.
1: Yeah.
2: But Speaking of commentary, Excalibur is eight months not the only length of time he's had to sit at home a long period of time. <laughs> what could you be referring to? <laughs> well, the
0: Paco, Paco actually didn't Paco make a reference to that in his comeback video as well.
1: He yeah. always references it. Yeah. Well, it's just he loves, it. loves a bit of it. Yeah. Those that a bastard. Uh, yeah, after the match, uh, Butch and the Blade tried to. Try to make the save for Kingston then the Lucha Brothers come in and even the odds. Well, there's um, a little
0: like and, square off, and then they also like look at each other in the ring, and there's like yeah. a little little standoff.
1: Yeah, and then Archer just comes out and starts arguing with Pack after he runs off the heels. Um, I kind of like this whole thing though, where um, you've got like it, it for me. I'll, I'll I'll talk about it later, but it feels like they're building something much bigger with this whole thing, um, with the dark, yeah, the dark order. The death triangle and a uh, archer thing, um, but yeah, more on that later. Like, so, it's um, it's
0: weird because like none of these guys are sort of explicitly faces,
2: yeah. but
0: they just no, sort, of, sort of build sir. the fact that these are like these are like so pack archer drinkings kings. And these are like three dangerous guys, and they're playing dangerous games. And this is like a, a this is this is a, a bad circle to be in. Is that the kind of vibe they're giving off? And it's going to end terribly for most of them, I'd imagine.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, as I say, I've got I've got a theory, but I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that when we get to something else in the show. Um, after this, we get Chuck Taylor versus Miro. Um, Chuck attacked Miro from behind, pretty much straight from the bell, and they brawl so Sorry, this, before you
0: go, this is the step where if Chuck loses. Then he must be Miro. They're calling it Miro's butt. Oh, no, they've they've backed away from Tim young boy, for presumably obvious <laughs> reasons. Um, yeah. Uh, so if, if Chuck loses, he is Miro's butler until until the wedding, which is a beach break, so about a month. Yeah. We worked
2: out. Not even that. Three weeks? Two weeks? Three weeks. That's, three weeks. Is like a <laughs> it's a it's a WWE month. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. So Chuck Chuck attacks Miro from behind and <laughs> oh, they brawl around the ring. Sorry, Jeremy, I'll let you get into this match in a second. Uh,
0: there's <laughs> just something. Uh, uh, Miro was announced. They do this all the time. Like, this is the first time I noticed it. Miro was announced as coming now coming down the aisle. Oh. Which was a nice, uh, a nice little wedding reference they threw in there.
2: Was um, he was billed as originally coming from Bulgaria, but now is residing in
1: National Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee, there you go. Yeah, the best um, man, Miro. The best man. Yeah, so um, Chuck Taylor uh, attacks Miro from uh, behind, and they brawl around the ring.
2: Miro looking like he's just put on a pair of boxers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he looks yeah, like he's but, wearing a pair of Armani undies doesn't he he really does I, I paused there because I thought one of you might have had something to say I um, <laughs> don't know why <laughs> so uh, yeah Kip, um, Kip attack like Chuck's like literally like throwing Mirror around like he owes him money as well like they, they a lot show, of it like
0: is, he's like using Mirror's own momentum against him so like Mirror's trying to charge yeah. him and he's like throwing him into the barrier or throwing him off the ring and he, Chuck's doing a really good job of like
1: obviously he's the smaller guy Mirror's this big like killer mm. But it, it's, it's it's good as well, though, because like, Chuck Taylor's a really good wrestler, and I don't think that's been showcased much yet in uh, AEW. But you, you forget that like he's a former PWG champion. He's done work in Chicago. He's done work like, all over. Like, like He's been in Japan. He's been... I think he's in Ring of Honour for a bit as well. He's um, wrestled in Grand Central right here in
0: Liverpool for
1: infinite promotions. Yeah. I, I worked on a merch stand with him at that show. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, yeah, and he was a very, very nice man, um, just a real laugh, laugh to be around, good guy. Uh, but yeah, he's a really good wrestler, which is the point I was making. And it kind of like showcased a bit of that in this way. You can he can go when he like he's called upon, because um, obviously with the best friends, Trent does a lot of the work. And um, yeah, so Kip attacks Orange at ringside. There, uh, Chuck kicks Kip. Like it literally as well. It wasn't even like a fucking proper like. Effort, like much effort behind the kick, he just it was like a oh fuck off, kick little it, kick it, to the face. It was like a
0: get off my shoe sort of. Um, it was like yeah, it was like table. a dog like
1: <laughs> biting at his heels. He just booted them. <laughs> Miro then hits the Simone drop and um, he just beats him shit out of him. Um, Chuck for a little while. Miro then hits the thrust kick, locks in the air, game over to win, and then he stares he stares down Orange who's in the ring and he's got hold of Chuck like dragging Chuck by his hair. Literally drags to him to the to the back
0: and claim, claims him as his property basically.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Um well I, I thought it was pretty good match Commentary stating Orange Casty just has to sit there and watch. Can't do anything. Uh, and we're also gonna get Chuck Taylor skips for three weeks. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I know, I'm not gonna argue with like that.
0: I think the <laughs> funnest thing you can do with Chuck and Mirror at the moment is have Mira order Chuck around and make him watch the car and shit. I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah,
1: because Chuck, Chuck Taylor is again—he's he, a, just a genuine, generally just a dry like person. So I think he probably would like, be quite funny in that in his own little way, and hopefully, AW are quite good at like stuff, like using stuff like this to kind of like make people more sort of like relatable to the audience, and hopefully this does that for Chuck and Get gets him a bit of momentum, obviously with um. The fact that Trent's out for four months gives Chuck something to do as opposed to just, like, being on the sidelines.
0: Yeah, well, um, well the, whole, the whole sort of point of this feud, like, that well, this match started when Miro literally came onto Chuck and said, oh, Trent's injured, so I guess you're useless now for six months. Yeah. And Chuck's trying to prove him wrong. And, obviously,
1: yeah. he, he's fallen at the first hurdle, but, obviously, we've got a long way to go here, so. Absolutely. Um, after this, we got a uh, backstage interview uh, where the private party of... um Getting interviewed, about the new contrast with Matt Hardy. Uh, the the private party are upset that Matt's taking their money, and their Twitch money, and the cameo money. <laughs> they yeah, call they, Matt...
0: they, yeah, they call him a money grabbing carny. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely incenses him.
1: And, yeah, <laughs> and then Matt gets really pissed off and sends them on the way. Um, I I wasn't sure what to, what to think about this at so first when they started doing it, and now and now I quite like it. I think it's going to end up. It's going to end up leading for so the Matt Gettner's come up and off the private, private party eventually, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, and- I think I think in 2021, uh, a Matt Hardy who has like a third child on the way and doesn't probably yeah. want to jump fourth and probably doesn't want to jump off high things anymore. Yeah. Um, I think being a heel manager is probably the best thing they can do with him right now.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. just don't change gimmicks three times in two weeks, please.
0: I'm sick of that. He's, he, yeah. I think he's, he seems like he's settled in.
2: Yeah, you yeah, know,
0: and it's money matt in it, and it's it's fine. We like money Matt Money Mat's fun. Um Yeah, yeah. He's basically just younger, slightly lesser cult James Mitchell, which I'm kind of into.
2: Sinister, yeah. sinister.
1: No <laughs> time for a cult. Mate. He's bro- <laughs> he's broken after all. Um <clears throat> After this, we got uh the inner circle comes to the ring to tell the fans about the 2021 resolutions and plans. Yes, Aaron. Just quick question:
2: Is Painmaker Maker Collection actually selling? Yeah, is it is it genuinely ridiculous? Because it just seems to be there.
1: No, they he started selling it now. It's on sale. Uh,
2: yeah. I mean, I don't know if anyone's right. bought
1: it, but it's it's available. Yeah, uh, Is anyone like genuinely uh, abed um, Does the does some of the modeling for it? It's available okay. in the way that all of Mirror's clothes are also available. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't know where I don't know what the website is, but it it is available. I, I did look into it. Um, anyway, uh, so they, they talk about the plans. Hager just screams championships. Um, God damn! I mean, I'm not his biggest fan, but he cracks me up.
0: When, when he gets his moment, he can absolutely <laughs>
1: crack me up. It, his new his new gimmicks just like CTE sufferer, isn't it? Um, he's just
0: he's just he's just like the biggest dumbest jock, and it's brilliant. Yeah,
1: man with too many concussions. Um, basically diet brock um, MJF then says he wants to build a bond um, with people in the inner circle and that less fat people <laughs> get rid
2: of fat people just <laughs> completely get
0: um, rid of them I mean if you want to if you want to get instant heat against a, a pro wrestling fan base and I speak as a fat person myself that is the way to do it <laughs> it's not a lot of a, not a, medium yeah, these, uh, a lot medium I'll tell you that
1: No. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Jericho uh, says him and MJF are going to be tag champions. Santana cuts him off and says they're proud and powerful of the tag team in the inner circle. And then Sammy cuts uh, Santana off and says, hold on, hold on, I I respect what you're saying there, but Jericho's a tag team slut. And everyone gasps.
0: Now, was this also a subtle nod to his later... Life WWE activities where he was literally in a tag team every five minutes
1: with Jericho. Yeah, probably because he he was kind of playing it up a bit.
0: Remember, um, G- remember Jerry Show.
2: Yeah, hey, uh, white. AJ. Yeah, I want I want to try some of Ortiz's Grand sofito recipe and arrozco and julies That's what I want in my life. To, to, what, two, what we... two,
0: two wonderful um references but for little comments from mjf at this point one when he said deadpan i know what that is when he clearly didn't yeah <laughs>
1: yeah two, i absolutely when... <laughs> know what you're talking about <laughs> and two, when,
0: yeah. the, when the fans started booing them and he shouted are you booing food <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> mjf's brilliant um yeah they they all end up arguing and um, jericho then pitches uh triple threat tag team is going to be proud and powerful versus Jericho and MJF and then Sammy goes oh yeah and it'll also be Sammy Hagar now I wasn't 100% who Sammy Hagar was but I know what yeah. a musician what?
0: Um, you, considering you literally look like him
1: do I? Okay, yeah. I'm uh, going go to I'm, on that note I'm so, googling
0: them then Sammy Hagar is a musician who replaced Eddie Van no he replaced David Lee Roth sorry as the least singer of Van Halen for a while um and then now he, he also formed a band called Chicken Foot with um, Joe Satriani and our bass player, Mark Anthony and um, Chad, Chad what's his face. Chad Smith from the Reddit Chick-Overs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're really good. Listen to Chicken Foot. They, they've got some really good albums. He's also Sammy Hagar is also fucking crazy. He owns like a tequila I factory mean, in Mexico or
1: something. Yeah, he looks and like a gun nut. Um, oh, hold on. Isn't he in a a band called Sammy Hagar and the Silver Bullets am I imagining
0: that? I possibly he's basically like the light side version of um, Ted Nugent
1: (laughs) fucking hell okay Um, but yeah Jericho uh, laughs at that and um, Twitter hated that joke apparently (laughs)
0: <laughs> I loved it. As soon as they said, even before Jericho I, brought, I, I was knew, like, I was like, hang on, this
1: is Sammy and Hagar. This is literally, yeah, Sammy and Hagar I knew and then, the name,
0: and then Jericho went there, and I pissed myself. It was because <laughs> I like dad jokes, and that was peak dad. So yeah. yeah,
1: and see, I knew, I knew the name, so I was like, okay, yeah, I, I of get the reference because um, because Sammy's into like the
0: Drakes and the Fortnights. He didn't know what they were talking yeah. about, so it's. Uh, um, I
1: mean,
2: I'm not into yeah. the Drakes or the Fortnights, and I didn't have a clue what it was. <laughs> It, I,
0: you're, you're, fact- you're, an, you're an actual child though so it's fine
1: yeah you are literally the John Silver of this podcast
0: yes um. <laughs> Sammy Hagar's golden just, era just a ended kid. like a full decade before you were born
1: yeah um, yeah I like the fact that like Sammy went wait what
0: <laughs> yeah
1: well, um. I don't know what that is um and then on the graphical later they actually had it as sammy hager <laughs>
0: i also really liked they addressed the issue of proud and Papel not being a tag team on the yeah. program as well and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. sometimes i was like hang on you literally brought us in to be a tag team and we never get to do tag yeah. team shit
1: which we we've spoke about ad nauseum at this point yeah um yeah uh, i i love i love the whole like samuel uh jericho like oh, you're two together um but this was, so this is interesting
0: this is like the, the first like inklings we're seeing of Jericho being the one who's against the rest of the group now
1: yeah I think I think it, it it's it feels to me like the dragon the heat the, drag the heat dragon the heels a bit uh, just to kind of prolong it well they just so need, they, they need it. to f-
0: they need to find the time for it because like they need to this needs yeah. to be a big thing when it blows up like mgf Jericho is a big match when it happens like yeah. the, the, the well, Jericho
1: Sammy could be a big match when it happens
2: yeah
0: uh, but well they, but they need to put it in the right place and on the right show and obviously they need mm. to like sort of just keep it spinning a bit until uh, they can sort of make that work at the,
2: end of the, at the end of the segment where they do the fingers in the middle uh, Santana goes to MGF why is your hand darker than your face <laughs> I don't yeah, going yeah it
1: doesn't matter
2: <laughs> you're sort of ruining it a bit yeah
1: <laughs> yeah um
0: yeah, Mgf continues to just kill every time he's on screen. He's like, he's yeah. too, he's too good on the mic for everybody else. No one, no, no one else can stand in the same ring as him well when it comes to promos. It's hilarious.
1: Yeah, he's great. He's great. Um, this leads us to a Dark Order promo, which was basically a similar sort of thing. They were asked. It was uh, Marvez in the dark, little, the Dark Order clubhouse as it's now known, that like room they're always in. Um. And this was kind of like a BTE skit as well. I like this.
0: Um, on a, on that note, if you haven't seen this week's BTE, go and watch it just for the bit where the Dark Order um, say they need resolutions.
1: Yeah. yeah, <laughs>
0: Because it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah.
1: John, John Silver will be the best kisser this year. He will get his crown back. <laughs> <laughs> we, we believe in you, John. I, I, and we, we are all here I, to feed on should their- you need to. I love the bit with Ten where he's, where he's like, I've got a problem. Then he moves his hand. And he's got a like, big pile of cocaine. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I need to quit gambling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, that's accepted. That's the first part. Um, yes, yeah, so um, the Dark Order, basically they're all kind of st- st- stood there. Uh, Uno says they're going to aim to be better on a Brody, which was nice. Uh, they then, Is this they the then, start they, of the face turn? oh they're faces There's no fucking yeah, way yeah they're
2: faces now. they can't not be I mean they literally they,
0: said they literally said Brody's dead so we're trying to do things in his honour
2: yeah no like, but they already are faces yeah yeah um, but I mean like
0: you can't say that and then go back to being spooky perverts <laughs>
1: <laughs> not for a long time anyway um, no. also on dark this week they all wrestled as faces um, five beat uh, Serpentico um, which is why we've got yeah, so fuck you
2: five
1: (laughs) so yeah they they basically say just not to get too sidetracked they basically say uh, they want an answer off hangman after uh, the match next week uh, so
0: he's teaming he's teaming with them again next week isn't he in a triple threat yeah
1: Uh, sorry six man I believe an eight man an eight man yeah it's a excuse me it's negative one's birthday present match where he basically got to choose a match um, so it's Hangman, Silver and Reynolds and Colt versus um, Chaos Project and Tourist. Chaos yes,
0: Project, yeah, I remember seeing Chaos Project on the thingy. And so I, the, I honestly
1: some, can't remember because I just and some,
0: saw. And some jobbers.
1: Yeah, I just saw the original Death Deal of Luther. Um, There's
2: no Varsity Bones or something.
1: It wasn't Varsity Bones. No,
0: the heel Team, on not it? Yeah. 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 Maybe the Acclaimed? Possibly. Also, sorry, before this, before this interview, before this happened, uh, John Silver said that he was going to interview Hangman. Yeah. And he was, he was literally too excited. And then he literally just grab Hangman, who's like stood in the clubhouse, to grab him yeah. like across the room and just <laughs> pull him into the shot. Um, and Silver's too excited and he can't, he can't get his words out because yeah. he, he loves Hangman so much that he, he can't. And
1: Reynolds has uh... to calm him down. Oh, did you, <laughs> by
0: the way, did you see the um, that sick like, brain buster thing? Reynolds hit on dark.
1: Oh, it was a small package driver.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah. You know, man, dude. Like they, Dark Order stepped up the in-ring shit this week. It was, it was pretty damn good.
1: Yeah, Seth, Seth Rollins is a finisher when he was in Ring of Honor. Oh, what's um, it called? God's Last Gift.
0: God's Last Gift. That's what.
1: When he was talking about. Awesome move. I love it. Um, yeah. So, uh, after, like they, they ask Hangman He says, "I'll let you know after the match next week." Um, and then I love the fact that it zoomed out and Marvez is awkwardly stood in one corner. <laughs> <laughs> and hangman's just leaning against the opposite wall and they're all celebrating like he's not there. It was just fucking brilliant. It was like it was like a BTE se- segment on Raw and uh, we need on, Raw, on Dynamite, sorry, and we need more of that. Um, we then get a really good video package for Derby versus Team Taz, just kind of like recapping the whole feud. Um this was brilliant. Yeah, so this, was, get... this
0: was the second video package I was talking about before that, that I really enjoyed. Um again it did it did a really good job of getting me instantly hyped for the main event.
1: Like Yeah. I wasn't overly interested in this main event because I think there's two other members of um of Team Taz I would have rather seen Derby against. But I I this did a very good job of kind of getting me thinking fucking hell Darby might actually go drop to the bell here cage yeah,
0: but Cage's, um, like that, Cage's like that first-level boss who, like, he thinks dead hard, but, like, it's actually quite used to be. So, dog going to do him in first, and then he moves on to the real feud, which is against Ricky Starks.
1: Ricky Ricky Starks is, like, the equivalent of fucking Akuma from Street Fighter. <laughs> you've got Ricky Starks is, like, Akuma. Um, you've got Powerhouse Hobbs is, like, Bison. Um, I'm trying to think of other fucking Street Fighter characters. Well, Cage like, Zangief or some shit. Cage, it? cage is Blanka. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then Hook's like Vega. Um, anyway, back to, the, back to the... I mean, Hook's going to try and kill someone in the shower. Yeah, Derby, for the piss-soaked knife. <laughs> because Red book District of, District of Brooklyn. Come on, mate. Um, so, yeah, uh, Kenny, Books and Don Callis get interviewed. Callis uh, insists on them doing separate entrances. Oh, bizarre. Why wouldn't they come out to their release and, entrance? And, what? And, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sure that there's not going to be any consequences to that at all. But they've um, got. I mean,
0: they're the elite. They've got their own entrance music and everything. It's it's fine. But I mean, to be fair, Don Callis did say he really likes The Young music, and they do have that thing with the money where it all comes out, and you know, it's just a thing, and the fans like it. So I suppose that yeah. Makes
2: sense. To, to to be fair, with Kenny like wanting his own entrance, that could have been just because Kenny's a heel and he wants a massive long fucking
1: Justin Roberts intro, and Don, Don all Callis that. is like is like Kenny's sort like fixer, is what he's saying.
2: Aye. <laughs> yeah. Like Definitely there didn't need to be a storyline reason as to
1: why they came in yeah. separately but there was anyway. Yeah. Um, anyway, Kenny makes his entrance where Justin Roberts says,
2: "Ah, uh, no he has held the AEW
1: title for 42
2: days. His match against Ray Phoenix is his 14th consecutive AEW win. He now has 36 victories." He has not teamed with the Elite in 144 days. He will be the first contracted AEW star to appear on an Impact pay-per-view at Hard to Kill. He is considered a hero by many in North Carolina. He is proud to be called a legend in his hometown of Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. He weighs 224 pounds. He is the All Elite Wrestling World Champion, Kenny Omega.
1: Yep. Yeah, um, have you noticed they're starting to do the Winnipeg thing kind of like North Carolina as well yeah
2: yeah I, see I didn't even click on it this was going to be like the hour mark match because the TNT title was the main event so when Kenny's music started playing I went oh fuck I've got to write a paragraph <laughs> I was expecting it to be later on in the night and totally forgot about the Derby match
1: yeah so- man
0: so Kenny makes his way to the ring, and in the ring already are Varsity Blondes and Danny Limelith. friend of the podcast, a man who I have never seen wrestle
1: until today. I actually went back and watched some of his stuff. And I'd seen like he'd, he'd had a few matches. Like so, he, he's been getting his name around a lot recently. So he'd had um, some matches in New Japan for New Japan Strong. Um, He'd had some matches for the United Wrestling Network, which is what NWA have been doing a lot of stuff with, and uh, most notably with Thunder Rosa lost their uh, NWA Women's title to Serena Deeb, and also he's been on Dark quite quite prominently. Um, I, see, I
0: see, He's been on Dark most weeks, hasn't he, over the last like couple of months, which is quite cool.
1: Yeah, um, and I, everything I've seen, I've thought, fucking hell, this guy's like got everything. Um he indeed. looks he looks
0: good, like he's got a good look. Uh, we'll get into we'll get into his actual match performance in a second, but first we need to talk about the, those young books.
1: Yeah, well um right. Right, Don Don Callis uh, gives Justin Roberts uh a, a little uh, piss break and takes over. Um this is again this and, is really
0: odd. Why didn't he announce Kenny if he was going to announce the young books?
1: Well, yeah. Um and then he introduces Kenny's best friends. It's tag partners, the Good Brothers, Anderson and Gallows. Well, sorry, the tag team champions. Tag team champions, yeah. Um, and then it just goes to the back where the Bucks and Tony Khan are just looking annoyed. Um,
2: why? Why would they not come out like even after the match? Spoilers: They didn't come out after the match.
0: <laughs> I think they. Just, I think they just pissed off, aren't they? They're like, "Oh fucking then." That was
1: the sort of attitude well, backstage. I think- I, I got the impression they changed the, this a little bit because Nick uh, Jackson hurt his ankle. The, on the I I I, yeah, I and you. he's and he's not he's not going to be cleared to wrestle until the 20th I think they well, said. this
0: was this was taped as well wasn't it so I think this was probably taped so it was taped, yeah so yeah. They,
1: ba- they basically said they weren't going to that they weren't going to eva- oh sorry he was getting evaluated at the next taping which is next Wednesday so maybe there's every possibility because this was the day after I think Um, Yeah,
0: they just play it safe because apparently it's not, apparently, it's thankfully, it's not too bad, isn't it? He's pretty much good to go, is what what I've
1: heard. So, yeah, um, but yeah, we'll obviously find out more about that. Um, as this, I mean, this,
0: this worked, (laughs) this popped me when this happened.
1: It like, oh, yeah, no, I, I, to be honest, I think I thought it kind of made the match better because it was like a different kind of like Kenny wrestling in a six man match with the book he's got all the spots he does
0: mm. whereas this was and, just and this was big this was Impact Wrestling contracted Impact Wrestling personnel appearing in an. so this is if I'm not mistaken this has happened before an AEW talent has wrestled for TNA or Impact hasn't it so the first the yeah. actual cross promotion match was this one yes yeah,
1: yeah. it was so the um, first
0: bit of TNA of sorry, to stop quality, i am I'm gonna get sued. The first bit of <laughs> impact on AEW action was when Doc Gallows kicked Danny Limelight
1: square in the face. Yeah, which is <laughs> and Gal- Gallows looked amazing in this. Yeah, um, so I mean, I mean both no, both of them did, but Gallows in particular looked awesome so. First, the
0: first thing off, I was expect- as soon as I saw who was in the ring, I was like, right, this is squash. It's going to go like 15 seconds. They're going to go run in, beat the piss out of the Magic Killer. Off we go. No, it was a real match. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was a good match. <laughs> Danny Limelight is a good wrestler. Good and I want to see him do more wrestling.
1: Yeah. I want to see all, all um all of them, like Varsity Blondes. That, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know have seen them before. I
0: know, I know them. That's fine, I know they're good. Yeah. That's alright. Um one thing Danny, Danny Limelight Lime. Lime can do a lot of things. One thing he cannot do is stop Doc Gallo's booth from running through his face. Because he eats no, an I've,
1: insane big booth at the start of this match. i I've, I've literally put like wrote down that Gallows made the boots him, yeah. Um, yeah so, it, but also like the other thing, um, Kenny took the heat.
0: Yeah,
1: the face, the faces um, isolated Kenny and worked over Kenny, and then uh, Gallows and Anderson were the ones making the saves and the hot tags, which was interesting because obviously you think the world champion would be kind of a bit more protected in that role. Um, yeah,
2: I mean, but then yeah. that's making Kenny look more like a slime ball
1: really. Yeah.
2: So it yeah. does it does help.
1: And and also it's it's introducing um Gallows and Anderson to people who maybe I don't know, watch yeah. impact and haven't seen them in WWE. I mean because, if you're
0: watching yeah. if you're watching it AEW tonight, you literally saw what Kenny can do last week against Phoenix. You don't need to promote Kenny Omega to these people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh fucking bang in line for Tony Ski on on commentary. Here's the fact; it just blows me away. Even Justin Roberts announced Kenny was going to be on Impact's pay per view. What's it called? We are dead.
1: We are. Dead. <laughs> Tony's still doing his bit that he hates Impact, which is hilarious. I, love that. I quit the wrestling business for 13 years after uh, one night in Impact. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Danny Limelight, He does a. He look. He was the star of this match. He was the yeah. guy who was made to look like a huge deal. Uh, he did a rope walk, Kirk and Rana on Kenny, which was fucking mental. And um, the Varsity Blondes hit a blockbuster heart attack on Carl Anderson, which was also mental. Was um, that the
0: really close two-count one?
1: Yeah. Uh, the match finishes when um, the heel basically take out Basty um, Blondes and then Good Brothers hit a magic killer onto uh, Danny Lionlight for the win. So Kenny didn't even get the fucking pin. Kenny no, was just no. there to make up yeah. numbers. Um, but yeah it was a really really good match Um,
0: it literally got everybody but Kenny more than they were when they were going in yeah which Which is great was what needed to happen (laughs) the one person Um, who didn't need to get over in this match was Kenny so it's fine
1: yeah Uh, after the match uh, John Moxley comes down he attacks Kenny and the Good Brothers but numbers it eventually overwhelm him Lucha Brothers make the save which was a big surprise well they Um, did
0: get the beat down off Don Callis the, the, yeah. the, not not that it was the Don Carlos ordered beat down. They got and, and you know Kenny was going to murder Phoenix last week on his own. have got beef.
1: Yeah. Um, and then the books come out. Uh, so actually, sorry. The job. The job of locker room comes out. The job. To squad. Split, yeah. To try and split up uh, Mox and Kenny, who are like trying to kill each other at this point. And it's like um, taken, like five guys to hold each other
0: back as well. It's like yeah.
1: And then Mox breaks loose and dives on Kenny and all the all the heels and then he manages to pit and all the job sorry, he manages to pinpoint Kenny and starts brawling with him. Uh as Kenny kind of escapes again Mox is about to come in, the books like come between them and they're trying to talk Mox down. Lucha Brothers come in, super kick the young Bucks, and then uh the Lucha Brothers brawl with um the good brothers as uh Calus basically ushers Kenny away and Mox is just fighting with whoever will try and fucking fight him. Calus um, literally
0: gets um, he gets Kenny I out got, of there like he's his bodyguard.
1: Yeah. It was like it was like um, he was like security for a politician who just tried to be assassinated, was what I kinda got from that. Yeah.
0: Um
1: uh, oh, so, where he's like somewhere it's like putting some a coat over the head and like somewhere away. There,
0: where you've got to take some massive like spill into something as well because that's just what he does in these in these situations.
1: He does. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I'm really excited. I've so I was saying about my theory before. I've got a theory that we're gonna be getting blood and guts AK war games. Um and it's probably going to be Kenny, the Good Brothers, and the Young Bucks versus Mox, um, Death Triangle, and Lance Archer. I yeah, inject that I, straight into my veins. That, that's that's where I think they're going with it. Possibly, um, possibly something more where they Jeff Daddy Kingston and Butch and the Blade into it as well. Because you, you,
0: you want you want to take all of those men and put them in a huge cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm down with that. Yeah. Well, either way, it'd be fucking awesome, um, and I think that's where we're going. Um, it's a shame because that was so awesome. Because then we go to the waiting room with uh, Cody. Now, which now, now, hold you on! Do not
2: enjoy this.
1: Now, hang on! I the thought f- it was a
2: fucking.
1: on! Oh. was a fuck fucking on, fire! Hang the fuck on, Mister Dinner Listen, mate. Let me justify my point. So, first off, all the Brit stuff at the start was fantastic. I'm not going to take away from that. That was hilarious. When when she was like going, oh, you know, Cody makes bad decisions, like certain neck to too. Um, when she when Aaron Reba got the sparklers because he needs his contractually obligated pyro. That was amazing. They, they played, they played and then, the
0: Snoop Dogg version of his theme song as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, and Reba just like doing the whole Tony Atlas
2: laugh,
1: <laughs> um, like that awful laugh she was doing was fucking brilliant. I guess if uh, I walk, like, there, there, there was a sofa. Hilarious.
0: There was a sofa behind them, but nobody sat down, and it was just—it yeah, it. It was just—it <laughs> was just—it was, just, was just like peak. I mean, I, I love peak show. I love awkward comedy, and this was like banging that wheelhouse. It was so good. Um,
2: Brett yeah. Baker, um, Baker, asking the question we've all been saying. All three of us have been saying on this podcast:
1: just pick someone.
2: Sting Shaq Darby, pick
1: one. <laughs> well, yeah. Unfortunately for us, it looks like they picked Shaq. Because uh, Jade Car- Jade Cargill then comes out and it just like, oh, this is where it become a tire fire because she's a crap promo. And she's she looks like she. Ben. No, she um, looks amazing. And <laughs> I feel like when she's ready, she'll be good. But she's not ready.
0: I mean, she literally looks like she could rip my head off with her bare hands
1: which yeah. is great that's what I mean she's got the she got the perfect look but the promo was crap was I, I, crap I think, I just think just like,
0: her promo was fine it was literally goes to give me someone to fight
2: when am I going to yeah. get to fight someone
1: yeah then Red Velvet come out they all brawl I,
2: I genuinely thought it was Brandy Rhodes and I was like hold on a minute
1: so did, so did
0: one <laughs> online wrestling um, blog by the, by what they put on Twitter
1: yeah and Ricky, Ricky Starks commented with a shot face Meme of himself, <laughs> like only Ricky Starks could. That man is a treasure. Um, so um, yeah, so
0: was it? Was it Red Velvet slapped Jade first, and then Jade yeah. slapped her so hard she nearly knocked her the fuck think over. She shoved
1: Cody over, and then Red Velvet, Red, she shoved Red Velvet, and then there was a big pull-up brawl with all the women. And then this was where it got really fucking confusing, where oh. they just randomly started showing the video like a replay of uh britain re- rebel attacking a uh, Thunder Rosa a couple of weeks ago, but they, they didn't—they uh, didn't actually put any context on that. They just showed it. So there was a
0: reason for that though, because yeah, because Thunder Rosa oh, uh, no, put that on
1: herself. So that was meant but to like—that like, that
0: was meant to just get everyone's attention from the. But from the, the, the
1: there was all this madness still going on around, and Brit stopped looking at that, smile and laughing, and then uh, Thunder Thunder Rosa uh, comes on the screen. She says that Tony can't give her um. A match with Brit at Beach Bay, a beach break, easy for me to say. Um, and then Brit's kicking off, saying, "No, Tony, you told me that match wouldn't be happening now." <laughs>
0: then the graphic appears on the screen, like confirming it, like the official
1: like, yeah. match graphic.
0: And Brit loses his shit, saying that she wanted to just relax at the beach. Does she think she's actually going to a beach?
1: <laughs> it's, they're, they're going to Miami. Oh, they're actually going to the beach. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah
2: they're, they're going to the beach. They're going to Miami because it's warmer. And something um, else I can't remember.
1: But yeah, the actual segment itself, I thought it was a fucking car crash. I must admit, um, but-
0: the, the way that the way they transitioned from because obviously because it was on set live, they had to like pan the camera up to the screen, which was a bit weird. Um, that was a bit awkward, and it made me uh, it jarred a bit. I thought it was fine. I didn't I didn't hate it the way you seem to hate it. I think Jade Cargill. I just want I just want to see her wrestle now I just want to see her in the ring I want to see
1: what you can I, do I'll be honest I think the thing that upset me was the fact that we're going back to this mm-hmm. Cody Shaq thing and it was like well we've literally um, we've, we've literally had like Cody not acknowledge it for fucking weeks and then all of a sudden here we are back so, just do what do what he did with the Nightmare Collective and just fucking bin it
0: ah, yeah. let Shaq let, let get his money dude likes wrestling let him wrestle yeah
2: can, can we just say, Cody didn't say a word in that segment. Yeah, that was also the great
0: thing. Is like There's like so many times where Cody's about to speak and then there's like nonsense happens around him. And yeah. he just doesn't get to do anything.
2: Um, and there was yeah. a lot of talk about beating ass because Jade said she wants to beat Brandy's ass. And now Rosa said in her video promo that she's wanting to beat Baker's ass. There's a lot of beating asses, and it
0: looks—it does look from this also <laughs> that we're going down the route of uh, Jade Cargo versus Red Velvet for the yeah. for, which is I'm fine with. That's that's the perfect way to start off her, her AW career. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. After this, we get uh, Jurassic Express versus FTR. I'll let Aaron uh, talk which about I thought was great. This. Um
2: Just because we got the entrance music on dynamite again. And even though it was a tag team match, we got it again. Can't think. I think they have literally just
1: decided that that's going to be uh, Jurassic Express's music now. Oh, I mean, they, they came on. out to it on Dark as well. They paid for it, so they got to use it now. Yeah, they paid sure. for it. Oh, yeah. Uncle, Uncle Tony got the check. <laughs> um,
0: he's going to get his money's worth.
1: The thing is, though, Tony, with t- Tony comes stuff like that. He just gets it, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like we joke around. and say, "I, he's a fucking mark," and all that, but he gets it. Um like he, he bought the rights in
0: perpetuity to the to the Tom Waits song that he used on the Birdly Tribute video, just so that, that that copyright can never be claimed and it can never be taken down off YouTube or anything like that.
1: Yeah, which apparently is I didn't know this, but uh I saw something on Twitter that apparently that's really hard to do. Yeah. For Tom Waits' well, yeah, stuff.
0: Yeah, because Tom Waits is still alive, so you have to literally say to him, Hi Tom, you and Tom's a crazy person. You literally have to say hey, to well, him. Yeah. Um, can I have the rights to one of your songs, please, so I can use it for my dead employee? You know that must be a, a yeah. weird conversation
1: <laughs> to have. I mean, Tom Tom Waits isn't going to say no to that, is he? As, as nuts as he is, he's got a feel relevant again.
0: <laughs> yeah, good on. I mean, t- t- this, is t- this is this is this is like I said, there are no there are no inherently good billionaires, but you know, at least Tony Khan is using money for good. Uh, I was, I was yeah. saying over the last few weeks, which is great.
1: Yeah. Good guy, Tony Khan. Uh, anyway, to the match itself. Uh, so it's Marco and uh, Jungle Boy after the um, the sort of altercation we had last week. Uh, lots of high-flying spots from the start from Jurassic Express. Marco slaps the absolute taste out of Dax's mouth at one point. Um, and then FTR just like isolate Marco and be doing shit out of him for a bit. And, uh, I mean,
0: we know this at this point, but
1: goddamn, Jungle Boy's really good, isn't he? Oh, he's yeah. so- he's so good he's he's just even like little things he does like there was a bit where he does the whole like um thing on the top rope where he's like a like a monkey or something touching the camera yeah and he'd done it and then he stopped for a minute and winked into the camera and then smiled and like got marco to do it i was like oh he's just he just fucking gets it like little shit like that like a real like star making quality
0: he's just got so much personality and like he's, so, he's, he's gotten really crisp in the ring as well no? like that's his new thing Is I think that match with MJF put him on that level and just said right this is where I am no, this is where I'm staying he's and only like
1: 23 isn't he as well oh it sickens me how young he is he's young yeah imagine in like 10 years time on the top of the fucking industries him and Tyler Bates it's going to be mental. um <laughs> So yeah, uh, Jungle Boy gets the hot tag and he just cleans house. He hits some really nice clotheslines, uh, a big backstabber. Uh, Dax blocks, Marco goes for like uh, the acid drops, like Spike Dudley Dog thing. Um, Dax blocks it and just like launches him across the ring. And he, he put it, I didn't realise this until after Dynamite, but Dax had put a poll up on Twitter saying, should I should I uh, erase Marco's stump from existence with a clothesline in our match? Yes or no? <laughs> and it got an overwhelming. Yes. And then he did just that. He absolutely <laughs> murdered them with a lariat Nice. Um Marco low blows Dax while the ref's not looking. Finally hits the acid drop. Um Tully then pushes Marco into the ring post and FTR hit the big rig on Marco for the win. Um, right. you, there was
2: um just one vital move that I really enjoyed in this match, it didn't get said. Uh, the oh, monkey bro. flip into the Hurricane Rana combo. Oh yeah. Cause just
1: because it was so seamless when it happened it was so fast yeah
2: there the was a couple of moments in this the match not, which is quite nice um,
1: yeah there was a couple of moments in this match which was so fast paced I was like yeah I can't fucking write this down because yeah. something else is happening um,
0: and nice to see also in case people are not aware um, FTR renamed their finisher The that is their former Shatter Machine finisher uh, it's now called the Big Rig after Brody obviously
1: yeah they asked them um, Amanda's permission for it. That's a really nice touch. Just confirm so,
0: that they're they they not heels.
1: Yeah. And it's also another um, another kind of like way to keep Brody's legacy alive on AW week by week. Obviously, the FJR doing that. It's Wednesday. You know what that means at the start as well. Yeah. Um, after this, uh, we get the NWA women's title on the line. Um, Tainara Conti versus Serena Deeb. I thought this match was excellent. This was uh, very pleasant, pos-
0: very possibly match of the night.
1: Pleasantly yes. surprised. Yeah. Um, so, Ty Conti, obviously, she's a black belt in a Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, she a, a style, like, very strike-heavy normally. And this, she kind of changed it up and she was doing a lot more submission-based holds. Um, there was a lot of, like, there was, there was a lot of like reversals and like trade holds. It was very very ground based, very technical match. Um at one point Ty absolutely ends the with a fucking pump kick. Yeah. Um she like kicked the head off. <laughs> um Rich does he, an awkward fall outside to the ring. Yeah well. Um that one. Yeah, Tyner, Ty No, Ty Conte is like really fucking improved as well. Yeah. Like in the last six weeks I'd say she's like massively, massively improved from what I've seen of um, it.
0: Still- she uh um, oh, I was gonna say. I had to tip
1: my then. No, carry on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was I was just gonna say uh she's um that's not to say she was bad either like she's still very very good but yeah. Yeah. massively oh, massively improved
0: I'm no, yeah, another uh, AW women's match that I really enjoyed just so happens to be another AW women's match featuring Serena Deeb
1: yeah um, yeah well, apparently um, I was I was watching the Stone Cold interview with Bailey, and Serena Deeb was pretty much like the person who got Bailey a job in WWE yeah like she'd scouted her, um, and Bailey uh, well, speaks I mean, extremely high of her and says, "Like it's
0: insane how much improvement just adding Thunder Rosa and Trinity has made to that women's division." Yeah, it's ridiculous how much better
1: yeah. the whole and,
0: whole of it has gotten in the last like three months.
1: Yeah, and there's a there's a lot of like talent in the women's division, like the likes of Anna Jay and Tainara Conti in in particular. Uh, Red Velvet's another one that Chris comes that to mind. was on her way
0: back. She was on being the. That elite this week. was on her
1: way back, but uh, more more so like those three. Like I said, like uh, Red Velvet, Deeb and... Uh, so Red Velvet, Conti and Anna Jay, where you can and even Abaddon to a point where you can see that they're good, but they're not quite at the level they need to be. Yet. And she's very, she seems to be very good at like polishing them up and getting them where they need to be.
0: I mean, wrestling hey. people like Thunder Rosa and Serena deeb is totally going to make them better. Like, even, Britt ba- even Britt Baker, who's like the the sort of temple of the division at the moment, is still relatively inexperienced in the ring. So having people yep. around who have done it all, and then you—and even to, 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 to further excite me about the women's division, you've got Layla Hirsch coming back next week as well for a match. Which yeah,
1: I'm I think Layla Hirsch is signed as well.
0: No, I mean if she, I haven't seen I haven't seen the graphic, but you know she's been around long enough now to to think that what's yeah. going on and she so. And I'm yeah. all about her. She is. I think she's phenomenal. I can't wait to see her. And action next week, I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Hopefully, uh, they sign Lindsay Snow as well if she's been work- doing some work there because she's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to the match itself. Uh, there was a really, really cool spot where Serena Deeb blocked in a gory special on the top rope, which was so fucking insane. This
0: was the second match tonight that had a gory special in it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, Dax did one on um Marco. Yeah. And, like, bent him in half. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, the match finishes where Deeb hits the detox for the win. Um, also, the way they built it up, so like, the,
0: the, they have, she locks the Gory Special, and like like you said on the on the turn, but like over the ropes, and like it really, she really ventures on it. Um, and then Ty goes to Tai but because she's just been in that Gory Special, her knees given, and she can't she can't get her up. And the yeah, end, that's when Deeb spins yeah. it around. So so they they build the Gory Special
2: into the finish, which is real nice.
0: Mm. And yeah,
2: because yeah, she was doing a wrestling match as opposed to strikes, predominantly throughout this match, she was a lot more tired. And deep because her last kickout wasn't like she got it just below for the free mm. as well, so she was absolutely yeah. knackered. As the story commentary were staying so, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a really good, very, it was a really good, good little,
0: told a really good little story in this match. I, yeah. I it again, I'm with Aaron. I mean, I was, I was, I wasn't. I was expecting a bit out of it, but maybe more than Aaron was. But I, re- again, I also really, really enjoyed it. It, it kind of blew me away.
2: Yeah, it was pleasant surprise for me. I'm usually not one for just women's matches in general. Sorry, I said it, but
0: <laughs> I mean, I grew up in the Astrid era, so anything where women are actually doing moves in the ring is like <laughs> nectar of the gods to me. I saw women falling over in gravy for most of my formative years. So this is this is you know this is like Flair steamboat
1: Yeah um yeah I, I thought it was brilliant um and i I'm looking forward to see where they go with uh well with the women's division in general because if you, it feels like they finally figured it out um it's,
0: it's it's on its way
1: it's it's just it's a long road to
0: get there, like because you're literally I waiting think, you're literally waiting for people to improve in real time and
1: obviously that's, yeah.
0: it's rewarding to see that, but it's a slow process
1: well i think yeah. I think as well um the pandemics kind of like obviously affected it, but the Almost threw all the eggs in one basket by getting all the Joshi wrestlers in. Where obviously, as soon as as soon as global travel become a bit more difficult, um, and by a bit I mean it become a shit ton more difficult, uh, they couldn't be they couldn't be flying in like these uh, all these like Japanese women's wrestlers like week in week out.
0: Yeah, and that but basically dropped like... the entire experience core out of the women's division.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and again, it's it's one of these things. I, I it's it's not against like the use of Joshi wrestlers. I've got no issue with that. I think they've had some fucking awesome women's wrestlers from Japan there. Um, but the the problem they've obviously got is the fact that they have relied on it that much for their experience core that when something like this happened, where the ball where the borders closed, they've basically had to rebuild from like the ground up
0: yeah I mean literally now, like, the most the, the hottest prospect in the women's division now wasn't even in the company this time last year wasn't, yeah. even, a, wasn't even a fully trained wrestler this time last year yeah you know
1: that's it and even like uh, I think Red Velvet was another one who was uh, was um, from, from the Rosa's school I believe alright okay could be wrong on that it could be thinking of somebody else but I'm pretty sure it was Red listening Velvet listening
0: to a couple of the Unrestricted Podcasts um I think I've listened to Jade Cargill's one now. Um, one do the one, the women's, was it might've been, oh, it was Anna Jay as well. Yeah. They both have said that apparently QT Marshall has done a lot of work with the women's division as well. Like that's, that's, I mean, Kenny sort of run it, but like QT is like the, the, on the, on the floor, like day-to-day guy who does a lot of work and helps out a lot of a lot. And yeah. Really. So respect to QT because he's, he's doing a good job as well. So.
1: Yeah. Big respect indeed. Um, <laughs> yeah and then this leads us to the main event of the night which was Cage vs. Darby Allen uh, for the TNT title so yeah. before- hang on I, before,
2: I'll let Aaron do his yeah.
1: I've, I've got one as well
2: here so just oh. before you get into the match a couple of things just Darby's got pink fingernails yeah no, pink- yeah um, JR states Darby Allen no matter what is always the underdog you tell him that when he fought Sir Pentacle and AEW Dark May 19th, 2020. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, man, it was a pandemic. They they, right, they had to fit maximum where they could. Uh, yeah. Now, my one is um, so, as Brian Cage is being introduced, he is introduced as the FTW World Champion. Oh. yeah. Now, James, would you like to tell me what FTW stands for?
1: For the win, isn't it?
0: No, it's Taz's, wasn't it? Oh,
1: it's Fuck the World. So
0: he is the Fuck the World World Champion.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's the FTW Championship. Because it was the Fuck the World Championship. Yeah. Because they wouldn't give him a world title. shot in ECW. Just Justin um, Roberts just added an extra world in there because he's a top lad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the match itself. Um, as soon as the bell goes, Derby goes straight up the cage's knee. It's just um, the
0: third match tonight where someone has literally exploded like on the bell and just kicked the shit out of someone.
1: Yeah, like the this was like an, the, the only issue I have like with AEW is that they don't communicate enough like about matches. Like as you say, it's the third time there was that there was that episode of Dynamite um, a couple of months ago as well where every single match ended with, like, someone running in and attacking someone after the bell. And yeah, it's like,
0: every single match, like, four matches had, like, after the bell brawls.
1: Yeah, and it's like, well, that's easily resolved if you just fucking communicate with one another and just go, okay, well, I'm doing that. So, I mean, luckily, we never got to
0: a point where we had multiple matches where people were coming after dressed as Rick and Moy.
1: No, not yet. Um, <laughs> not yet. Um, anyway, so, yeah, Derby... Darby goes straight after their cage, drop kicks in the knee, uh, knocks him onto the outside and then goes for a dive. Cage catches him um, in the dive, almost drops him, and then suplexes him on the floor. Um, then a little bit later on in the match, press slams Darby over the top rope through the timekeeper table, which was fucking insane.
0: That was the most yeah. nuts thing I've seen in a lot, a lot of parades. Because,
1: because the distance as well. Yeah. Like, it... It doesn't look that far, but when you think, he's literally throwing another human being, like about ten, fifteen feet yeah, from it's where he it's, it's a
0: good ten feet, and that table had shit on it as well. Yeah, yeah. that was not a clear table. I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> how much they were expect that people sat at the people said they didn't know what they were expect- when they were expected to happen. But yeah, <laughs> they didn't have that table clear by the time Tommy
1: hit it. No, they did have it. They did have a second one set up next to it though, as well. Um. But that yeah, was kind of
0: like kind of a nice little throwback to the um, ladder match that they the Cage debuted, where he pressed on Darby over the top rope.
1: Well, there was a couple of like callbacks to other matches because obviously he did the powerbomb on the stage as well. Yeah, and he'd done that in the battle Royale where he put him in the um, the body bag full of thumbtacks and powerbombed him onto the stage. Um, Cage dominates for quite a lot of this match. Derby bleeding quite heavily after going through the table. Um,
0: I don't know if that was Hardway or whether he bladed but I couldn't, I couldn't tell you I mean he could have just like cut um, himself up because the table fucking exploded so he really could have cut himself on that
1: yeah there's every possibility somebody's pen went in his, the top of his fucking head to be there um, so yeah um, K's dominates most of the match he, he hits a F5 on Derby and Derby kicks out a 1 and Which, after that uh,
0: they, cut, they cut to Ricky Starks who is fucking furious
1: yeah Ricky Starks can we just take a minute as well to talk about what he was wearing because he never disappoints us he? he just wears the most ridiculous clothes he can the find the best
0: dressed man in wrestling
1: he had <laughs> he had a pair of silver silk pants on which looked like he'd been tie dyed So, when and a black so, velvet shirt that was only buttoned up like two buttons
0: so when Darby goes through the table they cut the Starks and he's literally laughing like Leonardo DiCaprio in um Django and, Django. <laughs> and then when when he kicks out of the F five, he is literally he is absolutely furious. He is fuming. He's shaking the ropes. He's, he's he's having a proper tantrum.
1: He's fucking brilliant. I love Ricky Starks. Why hasn't he got all the belts in AW? Like why
0: isn't he doing the Kenny Omega gimmick? Why isn't he got the belts in Pro Why is, why
1: hasn't he kicked out of the fucking one wing danger and took the belt off Kenny? Uh, <laughs> why? Why is that, that little Blair Darby Allen got the fucking TNT title? Why isn't Ricky Starks and Ricky Starks the tag champions? Come on, mate, play the game. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so Cage hits, a, hits triple power bombs in the ring, followed by one on the stage. Um, Darby uh, hits a fucking drop. Oh, come Just at
2: this point, Darby is bleeding also. Yeah, I've said that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I-
0: no, he, he, he came off the table with blood on him, didn't he? Like that was- yeah.
2: I, I saw that. It's right. Your yeah, Your Ricky Starks talk got me drifting away about Ricky
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, went, you went to the happy place. It was... Um...
1: Until he's a world champion, he's one of my boys and I'm going to remind everyone that every fucking week. <laughs> uh, what, what else are you going to say, Aaron? Did you have anything so, else?
2: Um, at the end of them triple power bombs, Darby flips off Cage where Tony shouts, He's inhuman!
1: Yeah, and then he did it after he got power onto the stage as well.
2: Yeah,
1: um, so yeah, uh, Cage moves the um, the ring steps like to central. It looks like he's going to try and suplex Darby onto them. Darby bites his hand and pushes him onto the steps and then hits a coffin drop off or, off the top onto the uh, onto Cage on the steps, which was mental. Um, Darby then takes the noise. His belt off the and noise and...
0: when Cage at the steps, although it was like throwing a steak into a metal sink.
1: Yeah, yeah. Was... <laughs> um, Darby ties Cage's ankles with his belts and then punches him repeatedly in the back of the head. Right, um, how is that legal?
2: <laughs> because <laughs> it's wrestling, mate. It's not the UFC. It's not I mean. And the UFC. <laughs>
1: Cody gets away with using his fucking weightlifting belt to whip people in matches. I show. mean, you know,
2: there's,
0: I mean let, let's face it, there's, there's hitting somebody with it and then there's restraining two of someone's four limbs with it.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't that be more legal than hitting them with it, though?
0: I don't know. I mean, it's, I suppose it's kind of because, like, tying someone up on the ropes, isn't it? I imagine.
1: I mean, in, in New Japan, Yano literally gaffer tapes people to the guardrail to win matches, so... and doesn't get disqualified, so Fair I'm, gonna give, I'm gonna I'm going to give that one a pass. <laughs> All
0: right. Everyone everyone in yeah. AW start wearing belts because
1: <laughs> Yeah. Well, Cody No, Cody takes his weightlifter's belt off and whips people with it every fucking match and doesn't that's, get too cute. That's the new meta.
0: Just tying people up with belts.
1: Um Darby uh Darby goes up top, um looks like he's going for the coffin drop. Ricky Starks uh, tries to push Darby off the top rope, lights go out. It's Sting! Sting actually goes uh, something and hits uh, Ricky uh, Starks. As bat. we call this, uh, Ricky
0: Starks is the first man to take a bat from Sting.
1: And he uh, sold it like he'd been shot with a fucking Oh yeah, He, shot he, he, he literally acted like
2: he it hit with a lightsaber. It was... Yeah. Like... Um, Darby didn't just climb up that turnbuckle. He got launched up that turnbuckle yeah. by Ryan Cage on a two count. Just that's true yeah yeah so
0: Darby covered Cage and on 2k literally press slammed him off him and yeah. like Darby, probably on sort of rode momentum turn. like onto the turnbuckle, which is really quite cool yeah
2: um yeah, and then <laughs> just quickly also a Code Red by Darby, which was yeah. quite cool just to hear Excalibur shout Code Red by Darby. Yeah, it was, it was, it was <laughs> nice
0: to hear it call the Code Red which was pretty yeah cool.
1: <laughs> yeah um yeah and then the um The finish itself is Darby hits a crucifix uh, bomb off the top rope to win. Yeah. Cage is
0: against him, which is quite nice.
1: Which was also a callback um, to the first interaction with Darby and Taz, where Darby had hit the coffin drop and Cody rolled him up with a crucifix. And Taz was giving him advice on how to get out of a crucifix. Yeah. And then they brought that back to the finish being a crucifix bar off the top rope. Very, very clever little thing there. Um Yeah, so
0: Darby ends up in like the opposite position that he was in when he lost.
1: So he's the yeah, one
0: pinning yeah. which is yeah. But again, it's the same thing. He uses the weight and the momentum of Cage to, yeah. to to keep him to get him down, which is it was it was a really fun match. I mean, it was literally for most of it, it was just Cage eating Darby Allen all over the place. <laughs> And Darby Pretty kicking much. out and Darby kicking out at one because he's proper mental. So
1: Yeah. Um yeah, and then the match ends. Um Darby, Darby retains, uh, and then Darby and Sting. I say Darby and Sting stand, so Darby's like sat down clutching onto his belt like Gollum, while Sting like stands there. Sting stands there like
0: like he's his dad, and then afterwards they go and get McDonald's because it's his access day and they're allowed
2: to. What what <laughs> watching the snow fall, which I still don't know why Sting has snow no one's been able to give me this answer it's
0: because right so in TNA he was the Joker because Dark Knight had been out previously and he'd just seen it and now what was big like a bit ago it was Game of Thrones and what does that have loads of snow so that's why Sting has snow
1: also Sting's in the winter of his career <laughs> because because he's he wants to retire soon
0: uh... in about like in about like a year and a half time Sting's gonna open up a zoo
1: and keep a lot of tigers there <laughs> yeah we'll get, we're, we're gonna get it. He, he, he,
0: he, like, he has like a, like, a two year lag on gimmicks so it comes out and it's popular and then two years later Sting does it so like the crow was like two years after the crow came out like Joker Sting was like two years after the Dark Knight and now like Winter is Coming is like two years after Game of Thrones is cool so it's you know he's getting this Wait until, I, gets, still, wait until he gets. Wait Sting comes out with a blonde mullet and a T-shirt saying "I got peed on by a tiger."
2: <laughs> that, bitch. Me.
0: <laughs> that bitch, Ricky Guerrero. <laughs> um, when that happens, yeah, I want uh, my I, 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 I want my money. When that happens, by the way,
1: I I I want my money for when um I the thing I pitched to you guys the other week where Sting's like trying to be cool, dad, and he comes back as safest Sting. <laughs> and he's he's trying to he's trying to he's trying to like get Darby to stay to surf while Darby's trying to be a cool moody skateboarder there listening to what the kids listen to on the uh Karang or whatever it's called. Um But yeah, that was AW. Uh, highs and lows, lads. Not to get distracted. Uh who wants to go first? Uh, have you got
2: one big tasty, Yeah, I can go first. Uh, yeah. so
0: my high, I'm gonna have I mean, I'm tempted. I'm gonna have the women's match. Actually, I'm gonna have uh, Tai Conti versus <laughs> versus Serena Deep. I very nearly had the main event, um, but no, I'll, I'll take the women's match. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it was great. Um, they they did a little bit of a build to it last week, and I got, I got kind of piqued my interest and like, but I wasn't like I wasn't like super looking forward to it. But then it came on, and I, I couldn't I couldn't take my eyes off the screen because it was really compelling, and I think they told a really good story, and they both looked really really good, and I'm really that weirdly I'm now really optimistic about the future of the AW Women's Division which if you asked me six months ago I would not have said uh, yeah. low point. Um, I'm gonna say The Waiting Room but not because I'm a hater like Jay only because I thought it was a bit messily put together um, no
1: that's why I didn't like it because it was messily put
0: together I mean, part of its charm was that it was meant to be a bit of a clusterfuck but then when it became like an actual clusterfuck, it just got a bit hard to follow. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoyed that, like, 30 women appeared out of nowhere to break up a fight. I enjoyed that Cody got sparklers for his pyro and didn't get to say anything. I enjoyed <laughs> that, like, Britt Baker was like, oh, I forgot. We have another special guest. It's the person you're. You know, it was, it was all fun and it was great that everyone in it did well. I just think they didn't quite nail the way that they, they all came together, which was on a, on a show that didn't have many low points. I thought that was just a slight dip. That was like a little bit of unmixed in flour if you want to torture the cake analogy from the um from the
2: start of the of the episode. Well I'll I'll say my high is the exact same as Big Tasty's low <laughs> Really? <laughs> because it was classic Jerry Springer shite. <laughs>
0: I mean, fans are always saying they want to go back to the Attitude Era and then when you give them the Jerry when you give them the Jerry Springer, they get upset. I don't understand.
2: Yeah, I, I personally loved it, even though it was a bit chaotic at the end. But um, now Malo, I'm going to say it's Pack versus Kingston. Don't don't do my throat. It's just I expected more from both of them together. You're awfully close to
1: Newcastle to be saying that. Aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. they will gun rage on you
2: for for Pack and Eddie Kingston against each other I just expected
0: I think they'll have a much better match at, yeah. a sh- at a pay per view somewhere down the line, I think this yeah, was like this, this, this was, like, was like, like this was like the Amos Bush. This was the the sort of teaser trailer for the for the war they were going to have at some point. It was a bit. It, it it's not a blow off, and if it was a blow off, then it sucked. But as yeah. a, a sort of as a sort of kick it off sort of match, it was. I thought it was okay. But I see where you come from. It was it was a bit pedestrian for a, a supposed <laughs> I, blood feud. It
2: wasn't. I'm not necessarily saying it's bad. I'm just saying compared to the rest of the show, it was
1: one of the lower points. There you yeah, you um, Fair enough. For me, uh, it was probably low point with the waiting room. I just thought it was shit, to be honest. But it wasn't for me. Um, and my high point was probably... um. um I don't know. I really enjoyed Deadly Kings and Best Packers. Like a sort of like something to whet my appetite for what's going to come next
0: it was like a basically just a fight at the footy but in, the, in the former wrestling match wasn't it
1: yeah I, I really enjoyed Chuck vs Miro though, you know like Chuck Taylor Miro um, it was just it was just like a really it wasn't it wasn't anything more than it promised itself to be but it didn't it didn't hurt Chuck Taylor in the get go and then I, I think it opens the door for like some interesting like character development for Chuck yeah yeah um, yeah that was mine I think uh, Yeah. Can, me can, me I,
0: can I give a special extra little shout out to Danny Limelight as well for looking like yeah. the absolute
1: and very nearly picked the six man tag purely because of Danny Limelight he
0: has <laughs> um, put himself firmly on my radar and I will be keeping going on him uh, over the next few months yeah
1: he's uh, definitely one to watch I'll be, I've been uh, working my way through a few of his matches on dark uh, for the last couple of uh, days since luckily I it's all on YouTube so we can go and do that it's great, yeah. I'll be watching some more after this podcast. Um, right, well, that, that's been uh, our AEW review. Um, big tasty. I've almost ran out of beer. Uh, where can I get some more?
0: Uh, you can get some more. I mean, it's it's we are in the, in the grips of January. You know, if you want to beat those January blues with alcohol, which you don't have to, other ways that are available, I don't recommend drinking yourself happy. Um, if you would like to <laughs> buy some alcohol off me that is wrestling themed you can go to topperbrewing.com um i don't think our but well, there's some there's some behind the scenes nonsense going on um at the brewery at the moment so i don't think our website's currently out currently active but it will be very soon and we will have lots of lovely beer for you all to buy and drink and have a lovely time with
1: um and aaron where can they find us on social media you can find us
2: on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast and Twitter and Twitch at Untitled Wrestling
1: Pod. Awesome. Just a, a special um,
0: shout-out on the socials, on the Twitch and the YouTube especially. We do a Saturday evening gaming stream Though, um, Yeah. It's really good fun. Although I do... I don't resent... But it, it, we are giving you our Saturday evenings for this. <laughs> so please watch it because we have a lovely time. But yeah... Um, it's i mean it tries to justify you know the fact that i don't we, we don't watch we don't watch because we, we, we we're not even gonna talk to the new series about the next saturday Night takeaway you know we're, we're all making sacrifices here
1: so please watch it because it's really good fun <laughs> yes please do um we'll also be doing um in the coming coming weeks and months uh some more like pay-per-view watch-alongs uh retro um watch-alongs as well and um our first one being Survivor Series 2002, which I think we're doing on Don't Sunday. Don't worry,
0: guys. I promise we will get to some TNA shit, and I will make Troy watch a Crimson match. It will be fun. It's going to happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it was very close, to be fair. Yeah, considering um, like
0: I picked my baby because I had one good match on it that I wanted us to see. <laughs> um, it was a deep.
1: very, very close call. We also missed out
0: on Devon versus Robbie E for the TV title.
1: I mean you, you can you can still um, you can still vote for other for that pay-per-view again if you want. Oh, what I'm going to keep I'm going to I'm going to put it forward until the wins. So. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, but um oh, and if you want to get any nice beard things, oils, combs, brushes, the like um go to thatchface.com I think. Com um, yeah. UK. Yeah. Yeah. Um one or the other. Google Google Thatch Face and you'll find it. Google Thatch Face um, and use the code TroyXL85. You get some money off. Um, Is it 20% off? I think it's 20% off. That's a lot of of percents right there. I keep meaning to do it, but it's all for a good cause. goes towards a a testicular cancer charity. Um, So yeah, go check it out. Thanks for listening, guys. We will catch you next week for another review of AEW Dynamite. We're also doing a watch-along for Hard to Kill at the weekend. I forgot about that. Um, so join us there if you're both. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.
2: And promo time, this time from Billy Gunn. Shawn Michaels, you can hide behind that commissioner suite so long until I jerk a knot in your ass. How did you (laughs) do (laughs) it, guys?